You are listening to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Hello, and welcome to the We Can Make a Difference podcast. Some of the biggest issues facing Gen Zers today are mental health and well-being, racial equity, access to equal opportunities, social justice, and the environment. Come join me as I explore how we can tackle these issues by talking to experts in the field who have made a difference. Let's learn from them so we can make a difference too. I'm your host, Anish Prasad, and with me today is a blogger and mental health counselor, Kristen Secor. Kristen, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. All right. So I guess to start, um, could you tell us a little bit more about your journey and what you do? Sure. So I was born with a rare form of muscular dystrophy. It affects my mobility, uh, balance, strength, endurance, and breathing. So if you hear any noise in the background, that's my ventilator, which I use full time to help me breathe. Um, So I was always disabled growing up, although to a lesser extent when I was younger than I am now. Um, And so one of my passions and one of the ways I found purpose in my life was by helping others. So I became a mental health counselor and I worked in that position for 11 years before my health worsened and my doctor said, you know, you can't do that anymore. So I was then looking after that shift to see how could I continue helping people? What are my strengths? What can I do? And I've always loved to travel. Traveling is a huge passion of mine. So I thought I would combine those two and start a wheelchair accessible travel blog called World on Wheels Blog. And my goals are to help people with mobility issues, um, to inspire them to travel to places that maybe they didn't think were possible, um, to also provide more information and resources on accessible travel. There's not a ton of information out there right now. So that's one of my goals. And lastly, my goal is to help advocate for more accessible travel experiences worldwide. Oh, that's great. So I guess one thing we do share in common is that we both have a common passion for travel. I, I myself have been to 25 countries with my family and uh, I hope to reach a hundred by the time, awesome. you know, it's all said and done. Yeah. I love traveling. Um, so I guess this is just a, you know, a little funny little question. Like what's your favorite place to travel or what's been your favorite place that you visited? That is a very hard question because I try to find something positive about each trip. I try to have a special memory from each trip. Um, so I guess to give you more of a specific answer, uh, I'll talk about my most recent trip. I just got back from Antarctica and oh, wow. it was incredible. The wildlife, um, so many penguins and whales and birds and things. And it's just a really, really beautiful place. Very peaceful. So I, um, that's certainly one that's going to stick out for me. That's awesome. Antarctica. That's, that's wow. How did you even get there? How do you, how do you get there? Um, so I took a cruise. Um, there's a couple different types of ways to get there. You can fly to the continent and actually, you know, step foot on the continent. You can take an expedition cruise, which will allow you to take step foot on the continent. Or you can do a sail by cruise. And that's what I did um, because the continent's very snowy, very rocky. So it's not really meant for wheelchair users. So I was happy enough just to sail through and up close to some of the islands and some of the scenery and stuff. And I still had an incredible experience. So well, I guess, yeah, that's really interesting. So what, 
Well, I guess what accommodations did like the trip have, you know, in your, on your journey, what accommodations were you able to have? Was it an easy trip or was it a little bit difficult getting there to Antarctica? So the Antarctica portion was easy. The cruise line, um, the major cruise lines all have wheelchair accessible rooms and pathways around the ship and things like that. Um, so just being on the ship was very easy. Uh, the cruise also visited South America and that was a little trickier um, just because um, a lot of the ports were smaller. So the ship had to anchor offshore and use tenders to get ashore. And the tenders are not always wheelchair accessible. So that was kind of a hit or miss, but Antarctica itself was incredible. Yeah, that must have been. Uh, maybe I'll go there one day, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... I guess another thing is like for me, what the beauty of travel is, is being able to see like unique and beautiful places, but like it's also being able to meet new people with different backgrounds and exposing yourself to cultures that you wouldn't have done otherwise. Right. That's for me, yeah. that's incredible. And, you know, what travel has done for me just opened my eyes to what the world has to offer. And I've learned to appreciate like all of our cultural differences and all of our traditions that we have around the world. So I guess for you, what do you think the beauty of travel is and how has it changed you as a person? Um, so very similar to you, I love meeting people from new cultures. I love learning about new um, cultures. I think it brings a new level of understanding. Um, when you try to learn about someone's life without telling them what they should change or what they should do, but just learning about what life is like for them, you really get a different perspective on what people's experiences are. So I love doing that. And I think it also helps me um, be more grateful for the things in my life, um, especially in an, an accessibility um, kind of category. Like the U.S. has um, very specific ADA laws about accessibility, whereas um, other countries may not. So there are certain challenges you'll have when you're abroad that you don't have at home. Mm -hmm. All right. So I know you touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but um, could you tell us a little bit more about like what inspired you to start your travel blog? Yeah. So when I um, was becoming more disabled because muscular dystrophy is a progressive disease. So as you get older, you're going to have more and more challenges. And I still wanted to travel. I didn't want to give up that passion in my life. I thought there should be, uh, there's got to be a way that I can do that, even though my, my mobility is changing. So I was looking for information and there's not a lot out there. There's a few other accessible travel bloggers like myself, um, and they do provide good information, but we haven't been everywhere yet. So, you know, like, and I like to visit countries that and places that aren't just the major tourist places i like to visit places that maybe people wouldn't think are accessible um and so trying to find out if that's possible there's not a lot of information or the information that's out there is very vague there's not a lot of pictures to you know help you decide whether that's going to work for you or not so i wanted to help change that and i wanted to help show people you can travel. There are some risks. There are, you know, travel's not perfect, um, but it's so rewarding and you can 
see more places than you ever thought possible. And I, so I wanted to help put information out there. And I just wanted to be that inspiration for people. Of, you don't have to stick to what is safe and what is known. You can take that risk by going somewhere new, have an incredible experience. There will be challenges, but you can overcome them too and have that, build that confidence in yourself. The more you get outside your comfort zone, the more confident you become um, in what you can handle and what you can do. And I think travel is the right way to do that for people. Yeah, what you're doing is awesome because I think travel is something so beautiful and it's something that everybody should be able to and everyone should do if they have the chance. So, yeah, just like thank you for what you're doing. That's incredible. Um, but I guess what are some of the biggest challenges that you've personally faced throughout your travels? Okay, um, so there is always the concern about lack of accessible transportation, public transportation, especially in other countries, not always accessible, um, or that word accessibility means something different to people in other countries. Um, I was in Spain, for example, and I asked if there was a shuttle to town that was accessible, and they said, oh, yeah, sure. And so I went up to the bus and it even had the wheelchair icon on it and everything. And they said, well, you can walk, right? You can go up steps. I said, well, how is that accessible? That's, you know, if you want me to be able to climb steps, which um, buses are quite steep, I said, that's, that doesn't mean accessible. So how people define that and their perceptions of what accessible is very different across countries and across cultures. I've also had um, problems where I'll book an accessible hotel room and I show up and they give me a hearing accessible room rather than a wheelchair accessible room, oh. even though I've been in communication about what my needs are. So I think that idea, um, people tend to lump disabilities as all being the same or all having the same needs. And the fact is people with disabilities, even with the same diagnosis, can have so many different abilities and different needs that it's not like a cookie cutter mold that everyone's cut out of, you know? So mm -hmm. um, I think just that word accessible needs to have some clearer definition, clearer understanding for people that don't face those problems so that they understand it better. Um, and then I think the other biggest issue is accessible bathrooms. And that's something people take for granted, the fact that you can travel somewhere and find a restroom that's going to be, you know, allow you to meet your needs and the stuff like that. And when you're in a wheelchair, you know, again, there's no globally universal definition of accessibility or guidelines for accessibility. So, you know, like in Italy, um, when I visited my first time way back in 2008, um, some of their bathrooms are just a hole in the ground. So yeah. you have to be able to, you know, find inventive ways. And, okay, how do I do that as a wheelchair user with very limited mobility? That's incredibly difficult. So I think just those small things that sometimes people take for granted are bigger concerns and challenges for people with disabilities. Mm -hmm. So I guess what can these places do to be able to accommodate or be become more accessible for everybody? Um, so I think there's um, something that everyone can do on a business level. I think businesses can show more interest in accommodating everyone. I think a, it'll increase their profits immensely. Um, the open door organization 
did a survey and people with disabilities spent over $58 billion on travel. And so that's a lot of very largely untapped market. So if businesses really looked at being more inclusive, they could be making a whole lot more money because they're expanding their customer base. Um, so they can do that by providing accessible transportation, you know, with a lift. They can do that for people with hearing disabilities by providing like written information about, about a tour so that if you can't hear the guide, you can still get the information that you're about the places you're seeing. Um, they can look at what pathways are going to be best or like destinations and how can I, you know, offer maybe a tour specifically for people with limited mobility and things like that. Um, and uh, I think on a government level, if we work globally with other countries to come up with some kind of universal standard or law or guidance, I think it would be more consistent when you visit a new places. Um, and I think as like local government here in the USA, our ADA laws were written more than 20 years ago. So they really need to be updated for like current practices and standards. Um, and I think on an individual level, um, just showing interest, you know, being willing to talk about the subject um, and say, you know, when you go on a tour, ask questions. Hey, do you offer a wheelchair accessible vehicle? Because I know someone that would love this tour, but can't climb steps. And just having that conversation with other businesses so that they know that people really support this initiative. I think individuals can also support organizations that are trying to make a difference. I know the All Wheels Up organization right now is working um, to make it so that people in wheelchairs can stay in their own wheelchair doing a flight because right now that's not possible. And unfortunately, wheelchairs get damaged every day when people are flying with them. They're damaged by the airlines and that's essentially breaking someone's legs. You know, that's how people get their independence. That's how they move around. So when their wheelchair is damaged, it can sometimes take six months or more to fix. So then they're without that, their abilities for that length of time. And it can be really um, disheartening for people. And it really prevents a lot of people from traveling. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously issues like these prevent people from traveling. Issues like accessibility are super important to, you know, to solve. And I just wanted to ask, what do you think the important of advocating for solutions to issues such as these what do you think the importance of, of that is i think it's their quality honestly i mean there's so the critics um because there are critics out there of becoming more accessible and they their point of view is well why are you so special why should we go out of our way to help you and it's not that we're special it's that we want to be the same as everyone else we want the same opportunities as everyone else we just need to be able to do it in a different way. And so when you're advocating for more inclusion, it helps not only travelers, but people in local communities. I mean, there are countries where accessibility is almost non-existent. And it's not that people with disabilities don't live where they're, it just means that they're trapped inside their houses and they have to be totally dependent on family members or people close to them just to live their everyday lives. So when you're advocating for accessibility, you're not only helping people who want to travel there, but the local people as well. Mm -hmm. And obviously we just talked about like advocacy and advocating for these problems. And I'm sure that's a big goal of what your blog is, but what are also some of the other goals that you have with your blog and what are like 
what's the impact you hope to be making with your travel blog? Um, so I really want to help people travel more. I want them to have more confidence in traveling with a disability. I want to help make it more affordable. So one of my initiatives that is coming soon is I'm going to be organizing small group tours for people with physical disabilities because one of the um, major issues right now is cost. If you have to book um, private tours because that's the only thing that's accessible that adds up really quickly and right now accessible travel is at least twice the cost of traditional travel and it's often more than that so um, a lot of these companies will arrange these tours but only for your group so then you're stuck with that full cost of that tour so if you can do that tour with someone else that is in a similar position as you then you can share that cost it becomes more affordable, and it can still be fully accessible and meet your needs. Can okay, you tell me a little bit? So you're starting these tours. Can you tell me like a little bit more about these tours? And have you seen tours like these in any other areas you've been to? So there are some agencies out there that do create small group tours. Um, Wheel of the World is one of them, and they're primarily based in South America, but they do tours across the globe. I know they do tours in Africa and in Europe and some in the United States. So they're really branching out. It's a great company. It was started by someone who is a wheelchair user. So he understands the needs of um, people. Um, So there's that company. Um, But there's not a lot of other ones in addition to that. So I wanted to help change that. Um, So right now, My goal next year is to have my first small group tour to Africa for a fully accessible South African safari. Um, Wow. I just went to South African safari. Yeah. um, So I'm really excited about that. I'm working with a local company out of South Africa um, to arrange and to get that started. I'm hoping to have the details of that finalized in the next few weeks so I can launch that officially and um, have people start signing up for that. Um, but I want to, my, so my goal is to work with local tour companies that can arrange group tours and just broadcast that more and get the other participants so that it helps share the cost. Um, there's a lot of accessible companies that are specific to a location, like to Europe, to Africa, to Asia, to Costa Rica, um, South America, but they don't always... Um, have a lot of publicity so one of my goals is to write about them on my blog i have actually a whole accessible resource page that lists companies that i have personally used i don't want to recommend a company that i haven't used and have them have a bad experience so i want to you know utilize more of these companies support them and their initiatives and really um help other people by taking that stress off of planning accessible to um, travel because that's really stressful. It takes a long yeah. time. So I want to do the hard work for them and help make it more affordable. Yeah. South African safari. That's, that's awesome. We, like I said, we just, uh, in December, we actually went on that. We went to South Africa and we did a safari for a few days and it, it was great. So that's awesome. Um, so I guess just, uh, just to, before we close out, like what advice do you have for young people like me? who want to make an impact, but are afraid to because they don't think they have the resources or ability to do so. So what I would say to that is that every small act makes a difference, right? If you have tiny little stones and each one, each person contributes this tiny little pebble, they're going to eventually stack up to become a bigger, 
you know, a bigger impact. So even though um, someone may be young or may not have, you know, the financial means or support or, um, organizations or things like that, like I said, just asking um, companies have being willing to talk about it, like having me on your podcast and having this discussion, that is something that is you can do. And just, uh, I think other things are, um, and they seem very basic, but they matter. You know, like when people are driving, don't park in a handicapped spot. You'll be amazed how much that happens because they think, oh, I only have to run in for five minutes. But in that five minutes, someone who really needs that spot may not be able to utilize it. Or if you're parking along a sidewalk, don't park in front of the curb cut because that's the only way people in wheelchairs can access that sidewalk. So like little things like that that may seem insignificant really are not. And they really build up, um, you know, just to make an impact, having conversations, advocating. You know, if you hear your local government saying, okay, we're going to vote on this um, law or this act that may increase accessibility, show your support, you know, write or call your congressperson and say, I want this because this is going to be so much better for people of, you know, different abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for the advice. Um, Is there anything else you would like to say about maybe what you do or just about making change in general? Is there anything anything else you'd like to say before we close out? Um, so if you're interested in learning more about accessible travel, maybe you have a family member that has a physical disability, or you may or yourself may have a physical disability, if you're listening, um, feel free to look at my website. It's worldonwheelsblog.com. Um, you can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and subscribe to my newsletter. I provide weekly um, accessible travel tips. I also will help you stay up to date with all my recent journeys and what you can do to help with accessible travel. And for people that may be interested in some of the tours I talked about, that'll be your, you know, in line in that to learn when they're launching, where we're going and all that. So feel free to subscribe to my newsletter. It's free. Um, And I have a lot of posts on my website um, that you can read about accessible travel as well. All right. Well, thank you so much for this, Kristen. This was awesome. Yeah, thank you. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. See you next episode.